it's a scent that I feel like after you've done it and you've become like a regular to, to smoking and everything like that, like you'll you'll drive through a patch and you'll smell like a skunk and be like Fuck oh, yeah. damn, that's either someone's yeah. smoking some dank or somebody so hit a fucking skunk. Right? <laughs> fucking A. No, see, I... Even even with... So, I'll, I'll still do, like, edibles from time to time. Okay. I don't mind edibles. Like, I, I, I don't mind the feeling of being high. It's just the, the act of, like, smoking flour or hitting oil or anything like that. That just makes me feel... It makes me feel weird in my lungs because I'm a fucking heavy. Paranoid? Not paranoid. Because that's what I get. It's, like, it's there was... pain. Pain? Pain. Uh, it's a, it's a different kind of feeling smoking fucking nicotine than it is doing weed. For See, me. Nic- nicotine hurts more than like smoking like herb out of a, a dry pipe. Right. Well, I was in the army for fucking eight years, and yeah, so like, fair enough, not fair enough. not smoking weed for eight years, but also fucking smoking, you know, fucking two three packs a week. That's a, that's a different feel right there. I get it. I I grew up in a house of smokers. My girlfriend yeah. is a smoker. In fact, I never even really smoked cigarettes until me and her started dating. Um, before that, I would like occasionally socially smoke. Like if I'm at a at a bar with like Drinking. yeah friends or yeah, you know yeah, somebody yeah. or whatever. And, you know, they, they're like, I'm going to step out and have a smoke. Do you want to come with? I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll come out there. Why and, not? you know, my, might as well, like, I'll, if they've got one to spare, I'll be like, I'll smoke one with you if, if I can bomb one off of you or whatever like that. I don't particularly care to smoke, but it's become a thing where, I don't know, Liz Liz goes outside. I just kind of, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I'll, fuck it. I'll go outside with you. We'll yeah. smoke a cigarette, whatever. I usually... Like if 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 we're like putting in terms of like how much I actually smoke in a day, it's probably like one cigarette, <laughs> like maybe at, at best. Like I anything more than that, like I've got to be drunk and like I'm like you know social smoker. Yes, yeah, sm- socially smoking at that yeah. point. So we'll see. And that's why I picked up this vaping stuff, you know. And I spend like fifteen to twenty bucks a week on a on a vape pen. Mm-hmm. I'll still buy a pack of smokes, you know, that cost, like, now $7. Fuck my life. Depending on what you're getting sometimes. Oh, yeah, I get candles. Like, uh, American Spirits are, like, fucking almost $9 a fucking pack right In now. In Nebraska, though, too. That's In fucking Nebraska. crazy. Dude, imagine Chicago right now. Dude, fuck Chicago. Dude. I bought cigarettes in Chicago before. It's fucking insane. Dude. The tax in Chicago. Uh, I heard New York, uh, some, some people were buying fucking a single pack of cigarettes for 14 bucks. In New York. Oh in New God. York. Uh, but, like, I would buy a pack of smokes. You, you got know, family going out of town, oh, visiting dude. other states, like, buying packs. <laughs> fucking just whole fucking, like. I'll see for the last couple of years when I would go cartons. on vacation, I'd buy at least a, a carton or, if not, you know, at least six to eight packs of cigarettes. And then I'd bring them with me on vacation. Uh, but even then, like, I don't bring my vape pen on me with these on these vacations so like i'm still you know smoking my cigarettes on a normal fucking you know five a day seven a day and then like oh shit my vacation's like 10 days long so what the fuck am i gonna do on the last four days i'm gonna go buy a pack of cigarettes from the local 7-eleven well fuck guess what it's like fucking nine bucks a fucking pack like fuck Mm. yeah um 
being in the middle of the country has its perks and it has in my opinion way more downfalls but i mean it depends on your perspective because i was born and raised in the south so weather is a really big factor in my opinion to the um, differences you're like how good a state is in my oh, opinion because right? i cannot handle cold and what's worse is nebraska gets 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 the worst of two seasons i mean you in the summertime we're like we're going through like a constant 90 something degree right. day for the past at least two weeks and then in the winter like i give it four months not even joking i'd, I'd put money on it you give it four months and it's gonna be damn near negative if not already oh dude for sure when uh i did a, a training event uh, a month and a half long training event with the uh, nebraska national guard uh a couple year a few years ago and uh we were up in canada dude, uh, during the oh, summer no. okay during the summer during okay. the summer but okay. but at the same time like dude it was fucking 95 degrees during the day yeah and mm-hmm. then it was fucking like 30 degrees at night what's the humidity like up there is it like here or well there wasn't any storms most of the, like the uh, the wet ground came from just being cold at night and then defrosting during the day. So is it like a dry heat or is it's, it a it's humid? Very, heat? It's very it's very dry during the day. Okay. Um, All right. Like I so. Have, well, I have... see, here's my perspective from it was that my my shift for my job was was from seven p.m. to seven a.m. So I was in the night shift. So I had to try and sleep all day. So I was in a fucking tent during the day trying to go to sleep in a fucking oh, 90 that's degree. That's the worst you know. time to fucking try and sleep in Dude, a tent is during the day. It sucked. <laughs> they're, they're... We had these generators, too, that were supposed to help provide some kind of AC, but we were also splitting one generator per four tents. And these A-frame tents are supposed to sleep up to fucking uh, at least 20 people per tent. Right, okay. You know. Were they just that big or were you connecting a bunch of were, small tents? No, they were just that big. Oh god! Damn. So we would have these tubes that would go from the generator, uh, the the exhaust that would cool the air or heat the air, right? To each tent and fucking dude, like I couldn't sleep during the day, so my shift at nights it sucked ass because I was tired. But like then go during the day, and then not only that, like trying to sleep, but then like during the day is the only time that like hey, we're gonna go to town, you know we're you want to check out the local area? I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll go. So I'm losing sleep just because I want to part- partake in, you know, cult- local culture. Okay. Even though the local Canada scene there in, Al- in the camp that we stayed at was by, uh, was in Alberta, Canada. Oh, yeah. Dude, their Walmart was like our Kmart. It was trashy as fuck. Mm, okay, well... Yeah, uh, there's not a lot of Kmart's around anymore. Not anymore, it's gone, but, like, you get the idea. That, yeah, like, yeah, no, no, yeah. for sure. No, I get what you're saying. So, but, like, so in the Army smoking, I, I, still, I still love the fucking smell. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime somebody fucking takes a dab, blows it in my direction, or I'm in the room, like, I, I like that smell. Like, it doesn't bother me. It's just, I can't bring myself to be like, hey, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to get high. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I get it. Um, there was a period, probably like a six-month-long period, where I stopped smoking to get a job, and it was really hard when I tried. To, like after I had the job and I felt secure and everything like that, I was you know kind of smoking with some friends and shit like that every now and again. And uh, yeah. when I would, 
if I tried to smoke like how I used to, like before I stopped smoking and everything like that, I had a tolerance and I didn't realize this at the time, but I just get so paranoid. Like I'd just be so in my head, someone I could be staring at someone and they could be talking at me and I could just not hear anything they're saying because I'm so stuck in my head with what I think like is wrong or what what whatever's bothering me like I couldn't even tell you what that stuff was anymore but I mean right just like that's that's the way I got and like just recently again I took a small kind of break I never actually fully quit but I cut back like significantly and when I kind of got more in the rhythm of I I don't guess just smoking more it took me a while to figure out my rhythm because I would take too much sometimes and that, that same thing would happen where I'd get super paranoid and I'd get way yeah, too much in my sense. head and yeah it was it was just a whole thing but I mean it's they I've, I've done a little bit of research on this um, where someone talks about from a perspective of someone who's been around since, you know, when marijuana was starting to get really popular and stuff like that. And they're like, back then we were smoking ditch weed. Everybody had ditch weed. Nobody had, right. no one had farm grown fucking cannabis. No, Cultivated. No one was smoking. Hybrid fucking. Hybrid. You know, yeah. Knows the name. Diesel yeah. Specific juice. strain right. bullshit. Yeah, right. exactly. It wasn't like that back in the day. And he was like, this is a perspective of uh, an older friend I had, a uh, co-worker, and he told me, he's like, back in the day, you would literally buy a bag of weed, an ounce was like 80 bucks, and you'd literally, he said, he'd break, he'd take a, like some of it out of the bag, put it in between his hands, and just rub it together on the hood of his car, and whenever it would all just break down into little pieces in between his hands... He'd smack the hood of his car and all the seeds would bounce out and the flower would stay on the hood. No shit. He's like, that's that's just how everyone everyone smoked weed back in the day. And every, there wasn't there wasn't you know people who bought like female only like I don't smoke male plants because the seeds fuck it up. Blah blah blah. I never even heard that before. Yeah, no, that's that's what legit. That's that's coming from a, a hippie straight from the sixties. Like female and male <clears throat> plants, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh. But uh, yeah. So they didn't have the purity the the THC concentration that current strains have and right. when we're talking about I mean if you know anybody that sells at least half decent weed they're probably getting it from some dispensary that grew it probably in California or Colorado um, yeah. there's a handful of other states that have farms and stuff like that obviously right. but Chances are you're getting it from one of those two states. But anyway, um, the, qual- the difference in quality from weed back then to now is so, like, I mean, links. I mean, oh, absolutely. And, 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 like, strength and everything like that. Like, they're, they're so different. So, like, people have said, or, or well, I don't know if I want to say scientists, but I mean, some, someone, at least some people have speculated that, uh, because of how pure or how strong modern marijuana has gotten, 
it's hard not to have higher or or more irregular side effects to it because it's so much stronger than it, it like used to be. Right. Well, when people have expectations of how it's, it should be nowadays, where like back then, like people would say, "Yeah, this is the good shit. This is the bad shit." Mm, and, well, and the bad shit was typically like it was laced. So right. So I mean, it was pretty much all the same shit. Some kind of high, you know? Right. It'd be fucking even. L- I've heard. I've heard uh, LSD used to be laced back in the day. I just don't know how smoking those chemicals affect you compared to ingesting them like through your mouth or something like that like I don't know like it's the same thing where like I mean cocaine can be fun but you smoke it and it's a completely different drug and you're on a completely different high and it's a I don't know like I'm not that I don't know I'm not that knowledgeable but I mean like to my understanding that's what it's like and I I don't know like I I used to have a co-worker that would talk to me about that shit all the time he was a cocaine cowboy okay and uh, he said back in the 80s they call it a salad bowl what they would do is they would take their their blunts Mm. lick them and then just roll it straight up roll it in a fucking mound of coke and they call it a salad bowl. Oh no! Uh, he he said that's. Mm. You, you, I like a little cocaine on the side of my or crack. I, I suppose <laughs> if I you're mean, if you're smoking it, it it's crack, right? right? I mean that's what it comes it's, down it, to. That's so. what it comes down to. A little to. a little crack on the side of my marijuana, which I mean that's that's good. I mean smoking but smoking I mean, some that's, weed. That, that's like that's like fucking drinking but and doing fucking pills. You know, you I, got your uppers yeah, and downers. I was gonna say it, it can't be a good mix. It, I I can't imagine. I mean I okay so I've once um, don't have a lot a lot of people that I I've known that really had a whole lot of like prescription type shit but yeah um buddy a coworker of mine I'm not going to say names but you're right uh we he came over we were having a party it was something normal that we did um every other weekend or something like that we get together and fucking barbecue and have some drinks or whatever bullshit with the uh the uh the people in in the nearby departments of where I worked at the time right. and uh uh, he came over and he had lean, and I'd never really had lean before, so I fucked with lean. I, I used to fuck with lean. I don't know if I really care for lean, but it, either way, we ended up. I back then I was slinging, so yeah. I was I always had like whatever on me, and we were. I think I had brought two pre-rolled blunts to that party at that time, and uh, we started lighting the first one and he was like wait 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 before you before you light that brings out the lean he's like y'all wanna maybe dip the blunt in the lean yikes and I was like does it does it work like that and he's like I mean uh, uh, some some he said some I don't know some rapper or whatever does it or whatever and like he like a couple of his buddies his other buddies do it and I was like alright yeah sure I guess why not we'll try it I fucking young and dumb at the time you know right. kind of shit Mac, Mac Miller was known was known for doing shit like that oh really okay yeah. he would dip a blunts in the lean yeah. okay okay 
So, well, he didn't actually, like, dip it. It was more of a, he would put his finger in it and then rub the blunt with it. So, you know. Just a coat. Yeah, just a coating. It's not like where we're actually, like, soaking the blunt or anything. Yeah, you don't but, want to smoke promethazine, trust me. Oh, good Lord. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> basically what we were fucking doing. I mean, and I, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I just, I don't think that works that way, you know? Like, it's a, and then you're ingesting it in the way that it's not meant to be ingested. Right. Like, it's. Yeah. I just don't know how that how the chemicals react whenever you've ignited it and then inhaled it rather than just swallowed right. it and then you know digest yeah. it. So I don't know. It it wasn't great in my opinion. That was like my one like introduction Interaction, to it. Yeah. And I was like I don't, I'm good. I I don't I'm need good. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It was it was all right. Um I've never never done like x or anything like that but i have done like molly yeah couldn't tell you anything about it honestly (laughs) i was so fucking drunk every time every time i was given fucking molly i was so goddamn hammered motherfucking molly they're like here take this and i'm like what is it they're like molly and i'm like okay okay and i just take it and then like we we we're already yeah, like that's it. we're out we're, we're already out. like six seven shots deep at the fucking bar or whatever and it's like get d- <laughs> what am I supposed to feel right now and they're right. like you don't feel it and I'm like no I'm fucking drunk like I'm what a, like <laughs> I don't know like my skin feels pretty good but you know I'm I'm fucking hammered bud it, it, it feels like anytime <laughs> I mix anything with alcohol it just right. get really sleepy which is probably concerning because I mean really mixing anything at all is probably not great oh so, yeah no no I, I I feel that um I tend to try and steer clear of that at I, this point so I'm getting I, too I, old for that shit no shit right? <laughs> I don't know how many times I'm gonna survive that again you know <laughs> I uh no shit I fucked I fucked with lean uh last year I had a buddy that uh had a prescription of some codeine okay um who he had pneumonia got he he got you know promethazine whatnot mm-hmm. but like he's like I don't I don't fucking need this I'm gonna sell it to you I'm like I'll buy it sure I mix it with Sprite and fuck yeah, I mean, lean is exactly what you what you. It, it describes how you feel. You lean, you know. It's almost like a really, really. It's mm. almost like a really blackout drunk without being blacked out, you know. I can't imagine mm. what it, okay. what it, I can't imagine what it seems like smoking it with fucking weed though. Yeah, see, no, I, I, that's that's the thing is I've never I've never had it like the traditional way. I feel like you're supposed to have lean, so right. I've uh I've I've dipped a blunt and that was it, and I really didn't care for it. And I'm, in fact, it I'm not a big fan of blunts. Um, in general, just I feel like the 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 wrap ends up taking over too much flavor, and uh, typically it's in a pretty cheap wrap. I mean, like Swisher, almost White almost Owl, the same whatever, as like, well, you know. How do how do how do how do you think blunts compare to joints? I'll smoke a joint over every blunt. day of the week over a blunt. There's okay. yeah, it's I, I know the paper's not much better for you than compared to like a fucking tobacco wrap, but uh, right. I just uh, I don't know. I find a lot more ease um, on my lungs smoking joints than because it, it's almost like because it burns faster and easier. I think. Yeah, you, also, you would think. yeah, blunts are also, I mean, unless you're, like, going to cut a wrap in half, which is kind of weird because that shit's going to go stale before you wrap the other one, but right, blunts are usually also, like, significantly longer and fuller than a joint is, so it's way easier to smoke a bone real fast than it is to, you know, smoke a 
a whole blunt, at right. least in my well, opinion. Blunts are just a party setting type thing. Yeah, I was gonna say it's easy to pass a joint, uh, like a blunt, but not a joint. Right. Like I can, I can, I can smoke a whole joint and feel like it's like smoking a bowl whenever I smoke a joint. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. For least, sure. Depending on how you roll it, I mean, you can roll a pretty fat joint, but I mean. So I'm sitting here with uh, Johnny Carpenter. Johnny, um, known you for quite a long fucking time. We went to high Probably school together. At least over a decade, at least. At Way this over point. a decade, gotta yeah. be. Uh, so we went to the same high school together. Uh, you 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 came from uh, Alabama, where mm-hmm. you grew up. Mobile, yeah. Um. How would you compare the uh, the lifestyle of Alabamans? <laughs> yeah, you can call us Al- Alabamans <laughs> <laughs> compared to uh, you know Nebraskans. Um, it, you know whether it be you know just fucking weed culture like we've been talking about or just fucking you know just. Um. So I, I was pretty young when I was living like the majority of my life in Alabama so um, there wasn't a whole lot of weed interaction at that point Um, I had (laughs) I actually there was a a lot of back and forth um, throughout my childhood from custody and stuff like that so there was a point where I transferred back down south and I was going to school at a middle school in a small town uh, right. down there. Um, and the it was like the first day of my history class. I'm sitting front row. Not even like the back of the class or some shit like that. I'm sitting front row and this kid leans over like right next to me also in the front row. Yeah. He's like, you want to buy, buy some ganja? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Classic. <laughs> I was so I was not really acquainted with like smoking weed at that time but I was like you know just play it off cool you know don't 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 be don't don't seem you know weird about it or nothing right. like that like I'm not gonna I'm not a fucking square man I'm not gonna like <laughs> say that I just got offered weed from this guy but I mean like I'm just nah man uh, I'm good thanks yeah you know just kind of played it off cool but I was like this motherfucker just asked me if I wanted some fucking weed in the front of fucking history class. Like, this dude's got some goddamn balls. Like, turns guy. out, turns out, no, that guy was actually a dick. But you know, shouts out to that guy. He's a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> fucking that remind. I mean, that that's like. Uh, I remember my freshman year in high school. I was starting to like get a lot of friends with the senior class, so I would go over to Smokers Hill, you know, after school, and, of course, and, and, yep. and just try to mingle, get my name out there, whatnot. And I remember one time in the middle of a passing passing period, there was this one senior that I knew. And this motherfucker asked me, hey, man, you got any squares? Squares? Cigarettes. I've never once heard anyone reference really? a cigarette as a square. Um, I'm also not much of a, like a smoker, so I, mean, right. I guess I, would, but I, mean, he, I could he, just not be fluent in that kind of... He, he straight up said, hey, man, you got any squares? Like, I'm like... There's a fucking administrator right there, motherfucker. No, I don't have any squares. I don't smoke, but, you know, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll see you later. It's like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy is uh, Smoker's Hill is, like, part of West Side property and shit like that, so... You're right. 
Like they, uh, you can't even like go over there. It's like not even technically Smoker's Hill anymore. No, I don't I think anymore. So I, it's kind of sad. I'm pretty sure that's like it became Smoker's Hill because of like 311 and shit like that, wasn't it? It was, yeah. 311, like three of the members went to West Side, and uh, you know they would get out of school at 310. We got out of school at 310. Be on Smoker's Hill by 311. Be on Smoker's Hill by 311. So like, yeah. But I don't think they were smoking cigarettes back then. It's fucking three. I mean, was <laughs> was half of the crowd hanging out there ever? I mean, like, right. Most of them were smoking weed too. So, fucking three eleven. Fuck, my mom was uh, friends with uh, one of the guys from three eleven because they went to Brian. No. Two of them. Two of them went to Brian. Um, we used to get backstage passes and whatnot anytime they come to fucking Omaha. But uh, Smoker's Hill, man, that's 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 a lot of memories too. Mm-hmm. Fucking. But uh, yeah, no the, uh, I don't know the the lifestyle comparison between here and there. It, yeah. A lot of drinking. I mean, between the both. <laughs> uh, Alabama Simil- is similar, a lot of, similar. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, like it. Well, the only difference is beach life. Um, being on a being in mobile at least it's a coastal city so like there's a lot i mean and what you'll see here in campers you'll see down there in boats most people have have a boats instead of a camper so um that that's that's a difference but otherwise i mean like uh the the laws down there i'm not exactly sure how it works but drinking like people just drink a lot of beer down there because hard liquor has like extra tax or something i don't know how it works but like you have to go to what's called abc stores they've got that in florida and south carolina too i know that. where they're like government regulated liquor yeah. stores so it's it's a lot different here where you can get like a bottle of tito's for like 20 bucks but down there you're looking at like 30 35 bucks for a, a 750 a 750 what it's, yeah it's steep it's steep there's also there's a difference between abc stores and like party stores or something like that but um party stores can apparently still sell liquor but their tax is even higher than the abc stores because they're not like i guess it's government regulated they're they're licensed to sell it but they're not like i guess regulated right it would oh, be the word like i guess state I, ordinance type thing very state yeah so yeah dude i know um minnesota minnesota is a uh, is a dry state on sundays so you can't hmm. purchase any alcohol beer fucking hard liquor wine on sundays damn dude that shit sucked um because i go to Min- i go to minnesota once a year and i know that i try to do it on a weekend and then take a couple days off during the week. So, like, I'm off Monday and Tuesday. And I want to drink on a fucking Sunday. That's, like, my last day there. And I can have right. a good time. And I can't fucking do that. Like, you can go to a fucking Buffalo Wild Wings up in Mall of America. They'll still serve you beer. But it's, like, fucking, I don't want to get drunk off Bud Light. That shit's right. expensive. And it takes too long. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, but I remember taking vacation in fucking Florida, dude. And, yeah, going to ABC Liquor. And even then, the shit's, fuck, that shit was expensive on, like, a fucking Thursday night. You know, buying a pint of fucking Crown cost me almost fucking 25 bucks. Kiss my ass. I feel like buying liquor is so cheap here in the Midwest because everywhere else in the country just feels sorry for our asses. We don't have have no major lakes. We don't have no coastlines. 
Right. We got motherfucking sand dunes <laughs> on one part of the state that, I mean, unless you've got, like, some sort of dune buggy or something like that, yeah. like, okay, cool, yeah, but <laughs> other, nobody owns a fucking dune buggy, my dude, like. No, not unless you're fucking rich because you fucking bought, sold land with fucking oil fields. Yeah, or, I don't know, there's, there's. Aw, oh, dude. There's all kinds of money here in the northwest or Dude, fuck the Midwest, West, not northwest. Well, fuck Western Nebraska. I mean, I've I've been to some houses out there for my job, and it's like, Jesus Christ, these are million dollar houses that they're spending fucking one hundred fifty thousand dollars on windows and doors for, yet they don't even use half the fucking rooms that they're buying these windows for. It's just because they have the money. Yeah, well, I mean, if you got it, you got I was gonna it. say, yeah, it's it's one of those things where. Us being from our upbringings, probably just don't understand it, but it it seems really stupid, and if I had money like that, I would like to think I probably wouldn't spend money like that, but... You almost you almost would, though. When it's, uh, like, when it's like money that I know that I can blow <laughs> as much of it as I wanted and still pay for my, my great-grandkids to still live a complete full life and not even struggle, like... I guess I kind of maybe from that perspective, I guess, but yeah, no, I, I, I feel like uh, there could be better ways to invest it. Oh, for sure, dude. But, and see, for me, I'm almost, I'm almost always like just like banking on inheritance. Like I know that I'm gonna end up getting some money from you know my parents when they pass, or or great grandparent or grandparent when they pass, shit like that. Okay. But like. It's it's always that dream, like, oh, fuck, man, if I won the lottery, this is what I'm going to do with it. Like, yeah. everybody has that thought. Everyone but, has the, uh, if I had fuck you money plan. <laughs> but nobody ever has fuck you money. No. Not that we know, anyway. Or at least some people. It's also, uh, you know, budgeting. You know, figure, fucking, figure. Well, fucking budgeting, dude. Fuck budgeting. It, it sucks, but I mean, like, if you know how to do it right, man, I've... I've managed to... I'm about to buy a house. Hopefully. The market's fucked right now, but I mean, you know, we'll see how it goes. Well, now's the time to strike while the iron's... You strike while the iron's hot. No, the the market's fucked up on the buyer's side. It's a seller's market right now. okay, That's what I'm saying. Like, people are wanting to sell their house, but they want way too fucking much. Like, okay, so... Like, I've seen, like, two-bedroom, one-bath houses for, like, that are going on the fucking market for $250,000 like kiss my ass exactly we're talking like yeah. 1200 square foot houses and they've got like an unfinished fucking basement with no room to it so it's like it it's hard to get into this market right now but I mean I'm hoping it'll crash at some point it always does it always peaks and it always goes down you know right hopefully I'll find someone uh, you know willing to sell the house at a decent price if I can find something. I've got some boxes I gotta check before I sign any any paperwork, but yeah, hopefully wanna get into a house soon. You Be think nice. you think buying houses in Nebraska is easier than buying houses in Alabama? Mm it's probably about the same. About um, the same. The it really guess I guess it depends on what you got. Um my dad's trying to sell his property right now, which he's sitting on, on like almost twenty acres, and it's that's a lot. It's a lot. Of, oh yeah, it's a lot of a lot of land, and it's got you know a, a 
three bedroom, two bath house. It's got like two ACs. One's built just for the second floor. Like that motherfucker stays cold. It's good. But I mean, you need it when it's in fucking bumfuck Mississippi. You know what oh, I'm saying? Shit. So, um, it gets hot. But they also just installed a pool. Um, they've got a a finished like sunroom and all kinds of stuff and a barn. They want to sell it, and they're they're looking at like three hundred fifty thousand for it, something like really? that, which is not terrible, but not a lot of people right now that got that kind of money. At least it feels like looking for that kind of farmland. Right. Well, see, and I've seen fucking even and like it's mostly hay. I've seen like five acres and a you know fully built house with with uh, you know big driveway and these countrysides. I've done windows. I've done windows and doors for these houses that go for fucking five hundred thousand dollars. Whoa, here in Nebraska, we're talking about in city limits and yeah, uh, and this is in a very small town, Mississippi, and uh, it it's like hard to get phone signal or even Wi-Fi or anything like that. So like. You you got to look at like the neighborhoods because neighborhood plays a difference in price. You got to think about um, what kind of connectivity you've got there. So, like people want to live in a neighborhood that have good cellular reception, good good internet. A lot of people work off the internet these days. Right. Um, you got to look at how the neighbors carry their their property next to you because if you know the guy right next door to you doesn't fucking cut his fucking grass that but then brings you got somebody over here who's part of the fucking homeowners association you know like yeah that that it could it can go both ways either you right. live next to a slob or you live next to somebody who's so so strict that they they want you like you can't change any of the colors on your house you can't you have to cut your grass to a certain length every week or whatever i mean right. like it gets extreme i mean like my stepdad has a, uh... We can pause for a sec. Okay, yeah, let's pause. All right, we'll pause. Pausing three, two, one. And we're back. That was a quick pause. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, back to what I was saying, though. Um, so, yeah, getting into, getting into a house right now is going to be kind of difficult, but, um i tell you what the big difference in lifestyle between here and there is. Not only is there seafood down there, which... Damn it, I miss that. Miss that? I miss it so goddamn much. God. It's crazy. Um, uh, but style. Um, people dress completely different here compared to even like where I'm from in Mobile, which is a big city down down in Alabama right. so I mean like it's it's not like a, a, like a small town or anything like that um, but it, it's almost kind of weird how I'll notice trends that are getting popular in the south when I go visit my family down there and then yeah. like it seems like the very next year people here are wearing that same shit I, and it's kind of weird because I know fashion does kind of trends kind of travel in ways like right. that, whatever. But like it, it's really weird that I'll go down there and and see people wearing something, and I'll be like, that looks fucking weird. And then the next year, living here, I'll I'll start noticing people wearing it. And I'm like, that's weird. Like I, I <laughs> that's that's fun. 
That's that's kind of that's strange. so last year. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I wasn't in on that trend, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> I guess technically it was technically last year. That Is that you what you're wearing today? Because uh, you know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. So. Uh, we'll see. Even then. Uh, so I've I've um, heard that uh, French people, um, French people are like at least two years ahead of American fashion. Okay. All so right. like, the shit that we're wearing now. France, the French, that was that was all the rage fucking, you know, a couple years ago. So, like, uh, there was a trend I remember not too long ago where it was, um, it was like a fucking, uh, it was like a onesie. It was like a, uh, like a jean onesie type shit. I don't know. I've seen it on fucking magazines and okay, shit. Right. But like, like women wearing it or men? Yeah, wearing like it? women wearing it. Like, okay, it'd be okay. like a onesie that they could tuck into their yeah, fucking like pants. Be really weird if it's like some men fashion getting into onesies right now. Like, oh, dude. I mean, have you? Did you? Do you remember when they tried to bring fucking rompers for men? You remember that? I think I do, but Bruh. I didn't know it was serious. I no, it was, it was serious. They had that at like Fashion Week and whatnot. Can you, a romper like, like that. can you imagine like, like Jake wearing a romper, dude? I mean, like, just... Okay. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. No, I don't. It's too late. You I are don't. now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A, dude. I don't want to imagine that. But, like, with, with, with culture, man, I mean, it's like everybody's in a different place, but it all seems like one similar timeline. Like, fucking, you know, this, this state over here is going to, you know, have this fucking two-top style... That uh, uh, the state behind them or the, st- the state north of them is going to have, yeah. you know, it's going to be their summer thing for that year. But it's 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 a culture thing, so it's not just like a timeline thing. It's like right. okay, well, you know, well, those guys did it last year. I think we can do a better job at making it look good this year. And you know, right? The, the pe- people from different states obviously look good or look different. Yeah. In this shit, like fucking metalheads everywhere are going to look the fucking same, bro. Like that is true. That is true. Um, even the the metalheads that I knew down south before I moved up here. Yeah. We all still dressed. It's hotter than shit down there more than it is up here. And it's like, they still dressed in black down there. Fucking it's like, dressed in black, fucking skinny jeans. Boy, I'm buying all the, <laughs> all the off colors of black band t-shirts if I'm living down south. Because I can't be wearing black shirts every goddamn day. Not right. down there. God, it gets way too hot. Well, and see, that's another thing with trends. I've noticed a lot of bands don't have as many. Well, not, not that they don't have as many like black shirts in their merch line, but they've got a lot of different colors. Mm-hmm. Like the band Spirit Box, I own a white long sleeve. I own a pink long sleeve, and I I got the pre-order for their new album coming up. Fucking, it's a blue long sleeve. Fucking, I've got green band shirts. I've got fucking mm-hmm. yellow band shirts. Like, fuck. It's good to have variety. It's, it's good I, to have I love variety. my I love my black band T-shirts. And matter of fact, like probably ninety percent of my closet is still black band oh, T-shirts. Yeah, dude, but you, I mean, me, Jake, all of us. But it's it's still good to have some off colors, just because uh, it's personal preference. I, I go down south, and or if I want to spend some time outside, I'm not really trying to wear like a black T-shirt. If I'm going somewhere and I'm trying to like you know, I guess look like myself kind of thing, you know, do my style. I'll wear a black band t-shirt. That's my thing. But yeah. But otherwise, like, if I'm talking about comfort on a hot-ass day, I can't be wearing no black band <laughs> no. t-shirt. I might no do way. it, but I, I regret it, so. Right. But, uh, 
The other thing is uh, fishing. Fishing is way different up here than it is down there. Cause, How uh, so? Uh, if you're in, like, northern Alabama, it's there's still a lot of freshwater fishing. Um, bass fishing is huge uh, pretty much anywhere in the country. I feel like every every state has their own, like, honey holes or, you know, good oh, yeah, fishing sure. spots or whatever. So, But uh, I've never had the same experience freshwater fishing as I have had saltwater fishing and not to bag on freshwater fishing um i'd i'd love to know more about it to to be better at it um because i know bass put up some pretty good fight but if you're talking about reeling in what feels like a fucking horse on the other end of your fucking line you got a saltwater saltwater deep fishing i mean we're talking deep water like predators like literally the size of you or way more yeah you know like even if you're just even if you're just out there sport hunting i mean like you get a better catch doing salt water there are some there are some crazy i mean okay so like a good example is like uh even if we're not even talking about like uh you know deep water stuff we're just talking about some regular saltwater fishing snapper season is huge when it comes into season everybody hits the water when snapper is in season you can go out there and i think that it's two or three fish per person on your boat so depending on how many people you take out there you know you can catch a lot of them and bring them back home yeah in season so um, are snappers good eats oh yeah oh yeah very yeah. yeah white meat they don't bleed a lot um they put up a hell of a fight and whenever they're in season you can is if you know the spots, you can literally drop a line and before, off the side of the boat. Don't cast it. Just drop the line off the side of the boat. Yeah. Before it hits the bottom of the ocean, a snapper is gonna probably take off with it, and they put up a hell of a fight. You ever broke the line doing like sh- shit like that? Uh, if you're tackled right, um, snapper won't really break a line i mean especially if you've got some pretty heavy duty like saltwater rigs already yeah. set up as it is um it all depends it, it, on the equipment yeah it really does okay. um if you're running some lighter st- lighter line if you're running like a lighter uh pole and everything like that then yeah you you could probably snap a pole or even snap some line on on, on that stuff but typically you'll put a leader on a lot of that stuff because most of the stuff you're catching in saltwater have sharp pretty sharp teeth um so you'll you'll have like a a metal leader line attached to the fishing line so if they bite the hook they don't bite the line and snap the line and just take off with the hook and the bait so they'll bite that metal and at least their teeth won't cut through it so but uh i know i was just looking at uh able one's out oh you know if for those who don't know able one is the fucking omaha police department's number one helicopter i just seen it fly by yeah fucking crime another thing you know to compare nebraska to the southern southern states Uh oh what is going on here oh don't worry about that don't just just let that go okay i'm just <laughs> making sure we're not recording over that's, already i'm pretty stuff. sure that's actually the last episode oh okay it was uh we had to take a break in a couple parts me and jesse so uh it's not gonna like it, no it won't it up. won't affect okay. it at all, right. all. um crime you know uh especially like omaha news like 
highlights the shit out of OPD's like work. Yeah. yeah. Would you say it's about round round about the same down south? It's way more racist down south, bro. Oh, I can imagine. It's. I really it's, can't imagine. It's, yeah. It's unfortunate, but let 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 me put it in perspective. I'm a white guy. I'm. Yeah. I'm not of any kind of color. Um, but I drive a Chrysler 300. And I know quite trying. a few white guys that drive, you know, brand new fucking 300 C's, fucking, you know, whatever. Power. But it's down south. Um, the the trend with vehicles is typically if if you're a guy, you have a truck, or it's some sort of muscle car. Um, typically, it, you just don't see like dudes riding around in Volkswagen Beetles or some shit like that. Right. You know, it's. Um, it's so like there, there's trends and I'm not trying to stereotype, but typically the African American, uh, culture down there or people will typically drive cars with 300s. And, um, I was leaving my grandmother's house and I had driven down there to visit family and I was driving my car and I had a cop follow me all the way out of Mobile almost to the line of Mississippi before he turned around because I was in a very dark tinted Chrysler 300 yeah and I had a feeling you know I have out of state plates um I don't know how much detail cops get on their computers I'm sure they get enough I would imagine that they would be able to you know pull up like who the owner is and like have information of like race or something like that but I'm just saying like that's how racist is it, racist it is down there like cops profile hard and oh for I feel sure like he was following me either because he was suspecting that I was probably a black person driving this car yeah and, you know with dark tent you know a lot of people typically associate that with people doing suspicious shit trying not to get their face seen Illicit you know activities <laughs> type shit yeah right. so but i mean like it's it's a completely different ball game but i mean like there's areas similar to what we have here compared to down there you know it's it's really all the same you'll you'll find um i don't know there we have we all have our poverty stricken areas kind of section eight and whatnot right yeah. so um and i mean even even the small town my dad lives in which i mean we're talking about a population of maybe i think like two thousand people or something like that even at that size it has you know a ghetto you know kind of area yeah so it's 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 uh i don't know the it really different aspects on uh what the crime is like here compared to there uh unfortunately right. where i did grow up uh, when i was real young <laughs> the uh the crime rate has significantly skyrocketed which i guess is great that i don't live there anymore but it really sucks to hear about that as you my can do uh, that right there man you're fine <laughs> love you <laughs> get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here i love you too come on uh, <laughs> Fucking right. Uh But the, you know, just hearing about your, your hometown, like where you grew up, like Quill Run is the, the old neighborhood I grew up in. And 
it wasn't like a high end like part of town or anything like that. We're we're not talking about like fucking like third of a million dollar homes or anything like that. You right. know, like we're we're talking like hundred and eighty, probably two hundred thousand dollar homes, you know, middle very middle class type homes. Yeah. Nothing special. But apparently like just women get abducted. I'm not even joking, just like Really? Abductions all the time. It's it's crazy how like you can literally I mean you can literally pull up that town by name and the first thing will probably come up is like some news about some woman going going missing. Like that's unfortunate, man. I mean sex 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 trafficking itself is fucking it's an abomination to fucking the human race, for sure. There's a lot of perverts. Lot of There's perverts. a lot of fucking perverts. I mean, uh Omaha not not Omaha in general, but like the the like right off I eighty in between Omaha and Lincoln. Yeah. Uh is, is known for sex trafficking for, you know, drop offs, pickups, shit like that. Mm. Um that 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 shit hits a really close place to my heart because I'm very, you know, anti abuse and an, anti fucking child abuse especially because um, right. I know a lot of people are picked up and they're fucking under 18 right. and shit like that but like it, it's, it's, it makes it even more sad to hear about shit like that in, in, in other states man um, you know I was almost hoping to hear like well we don't have it as bad down there in, in, in Alabama as we do in Nebraska but fuck man that shit is fucking everywhere it's uh it's really sad and honestly I We're, we're, we're going to get a little political with this. It's but, all right. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. If we're, if I'm, if in my opinion, we'll say in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think there should be zero tolerance when it comes to that kind of stuff. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, like, agreed 100%. Some of these people, I mean, like, I don't know if death penalty should be always used in every situation because if you always threaten death penalty some people want to die and they want to go out kind of like you know, a suicide take, by cop type it, thing type thing yeah, yeah exactly suicide so, by execution it's so it's like if thing. i'm gonna die fuck it i'll just take people with me so you right. don't want to cater to that kind of crazy so, but like i think there should be like a zero tolerance when it comes to like kids especially or oh absolutely i don't know there's also a lot of gray area when it comes to um you know allegations where it comes to rape raping women and stuff like that and it's it's really really hard to just draw a line in that that kind of stuff but right um i feel like if there's you know no shadow of a doubt that this person this person committed this act and you know it it involved a child i just think that either there should be some sort of castration, which I know sounds really grim or very no, dark. No, no, but, no, I agree. But or yeah. there should be some sort of penalty. I mean, like the death penalty in, involved, where it's like that that person should not be allowed to carry on because you got to think about it this way: that child, they ruin that child's life forever. Right. They'll they'll carry that burden. You know, you're always gonna you're always gonna feel that pain. So it's it's only fair, at least in my opinion. For sure. All right, so we got some shots that we're gonna go ahead, go ahead and go right. take. That sounds good. We're gonna take a break. We're good gonna come to back. I'm um, pretty sure Liz is here too. I'm sure she's. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. We probably got. I, I was gonna make this like an hour long episode, 
Um, we got about like 10 minutes left. So uh, we're going to take a break here, but we'll be back here in a second, just like I always do. Johnny Carpenter, everybody, give me a sec. All right, that was a quick little break. Well, that wasn't quick, but fuck, you know. Movie magic, you know. Movie magic, the right? It's going to sound. Editing. Well, <laughs> dude, when, when I was doing this shit with Jesse that, that one weekend, dude, we were watching fucking, uh, it was uh, UFC 264. Mm-hmm. Or some shit like that. I don't remember who was fighting that night, but like, yep. fucking, uh, we were pausing every half hour or so to go watch fights or take a shot or some shit like that. And yep. fucking, oh my god, like, going back and listening to the podcast, it's like, all right, we're gonna take a quick break and we're back. <laughs> fucking, um, so, uh, end this podcast. Honestly, uh, what I want to talk about really is, uh, music. Okay. And it's, uh, some shit that we've heard and some upcoming shit that we're uh, we're excited for when I say shit that we've heard so the last two months mm-hmm. um, Born of Osiris who you're wearing currently mm-hmm. or yeah. representing uh, put out a new album shout out to Boo dude Boo it's sick yeah even even yeah. their even their, their their first track Poster Child dude I mean it's good oh yeah Oh, fuck it. They, they never fail. I mean, okay, well. well. <laughs> there was that one album, but nobody talks about that album, so it's fine. A higher, um, or no, no. Uh, what's I don't it even know the name yeah, of it because it was it, that bad. It, it, it was their second studio album. Yeah, it was right after uh, Reign of Darkness. That was The Artist Murder. Uh, a Higher Place is what you're thinking of? Isn't that, was, that's the, the second album? A Higher Place? Is that is that the second album? See, <laughs> we don't talk about that album as much because we don't like it. But like, I, I don't know. Like I, I said, I don't know. I what think the we're thinking the same album for sure. There, like I said, there's one album. If you like Boo, you know the album. I don't listen to it, which is why I, I literally don't know the name of try it. Try not so. to. Yeah. I don't even have to try. I just don't <laughs> click on that shit. Just like, don't click on that shit. No. <laughs> it's so. It's it's. It's an old album at this point too, so it's like completely irrelevant. So it doesn't even matter. It was just very poor recording quality. Um, just um, every song sounded the same, and I don't know if that was necessarily a flaw on the side of like um, I guess creation of the the song itself, but or the editing because the editing was so bad uh or the recording quality was just so bad it just everything just sounded the same every track every track was the same song it just felt like it just never ended it was monotonous so i mean right well see and from a fellow like a songwriter perspective to you know you sometimes you do want a, a an album to tell a whole ass story and this this one didn't really do that. It was just it was it was it was less than a continuation of each song, but in the perspective of uh, in the perspective of a uh, you know blending these songs, it's almost like it was part one, part two, part three, part four. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it just but it wasn't it wasn't like a. Uh, God, I'm blinging on the word that I'm looking for here. Like, uh, it wasn't like a concept album. Like, you know, right. where it, it seemed like they were telling a story with each song or something like that. It was that. just like, a follow-up, putting out music. It just sounded all the same. Yeah. Like, um, every, I feel like as a musician of 
any craft, whether you play drums or you play uh, bass, guitar, a vocalist, you all focus on a specific area of the music that you like the most, which is why you're probably that musician that you are. That and what you're good at doing. Exactly. So, like, I don't know. Some people, obviously, are multi-talented and can sing and play guitar at the same time or... Fuck, if you look at Getty Lee's ass, he's over here... Fucking Getty Lee. ...playing fucking keyboard, bass, and singing all at the same fucking time. Dude. (laughs) Ugly as a witch, but that son of a bitch is talented. Dude. Or Primus. Look at fucking... uh, What's his name? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's... There's multi-talented people, but... What I'm getting at is... uh, You... When you listen to music, being a, a musician of you know, whatever your talent is being, let's say us as example, a vocalist, I lean very heavily on when it comes to metal clarity of understanding what I'm listening to. And that means like pronunciation and everything like that to be able to understand like the words that they're trying to get across during the song, as well as, um, that their their unique own sound to their their voice because there is I feel like a very generic sound that a lot of newer vocalists can have where it's like they just figured out like oh I know how to I know how to get a low scream and I know how to get a high scream and I can like, do a little bit of a mid or whatever. Like the new, know. the new, the new uh, pterodactyl trend that's been going on. Yeah, kind of thing. Dude. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Like uh, until I feel like you get your own unique sound. Um, it, it's everybody's going to take influence off of everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's hard to always nail down your your own sound. Um, I mean, you got to imagine the thousands upon maybe even potential millions of other vocalists that have been out there before you that right have all made their own footprint and impression in you know the the industry and um it, it it's definitely intimidating but um it's it's very important to work on like getting that unique sound to create your own i mean like no offense r.i.p to mitch suicide silence has never sound the same since he died it will never sound the same dude fucking no and eddie hermida needs to go back to all shall perish or shut the fuck up he he was great in all shall perish and i think also paris parish would have been a great band had eddie stayed there and i understand the situation that he felt like he was in and Given the the terms of where he was at when he took that position in Suicide Silence, I don't know if I could even honestly say that I would have turned that down. You if know, if you were already in a band like All Shall Perish, and they like, say, "Hey, come join this other band," well, okay, so then there, but then there's also like opportunity, you know, knocking on your door at the same time. Like if somebody would have said, "Hey, you want to come fucking perform with Suicide Silence?" In, how in, are you going to turn that down? How are you going to turn that down? That's what I'm saying. It's like I I know where he's coming from and why he did it, and then, I know he, that he's coming from a place of love too, because he was he was real close to Mitch. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't. It's not. 
it's not suicide silence anymore. It's and it, not, and, it, and it's and it. I know why they still call themselves suicide silence, but at the same time, when Mitch passed, in my opinion, I just feel like if that's they were going when suicide to, silence died. It, if they were going to continue it as a group, I feel like the name should have changed because imagine the Red Hot Chili Peppers changed vocalists. Yeah, it's not. Red no Hot. one's going to listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, no one's going to care anymore. It's it's not it's not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Imagine, you know, when Kurt Cobain died, like Nirvana just kept playing with somebody else. Like no it's one not cares. The same. No one cares. They just form new bands. It it just you might as well call yourself something else. It just doesn't yeah. matter. Like people are going to be stuck on. I don't know the voice of a band, and I, I don't mean I don't mean to make that sound like any sort of you know um, talent through any instrument as less than a vocalist, but you really kind of put a face to the band when the vocalist has their own unique sound right well especially if you vibe with it you know and and a level that you know makes you like that band like the acacia strain to me like that's that's been a huge influence on my vocals anytime anytime like i was practicing my own vocals i was taking influence from the acacia strain and um, Lamb of God was a big influence. Um, I, Randy Blythe, shout out. I love, yeah, yeah, for sure. Shout out to Randy Blythe for sure. But uh, the uh, their their pronunciation and their vocals and the absolute, I would just say the the power that it sounds like they're they're they have behind their vocals. I feel that is is where like. I guess I resonate the best with my vocals. I, I'd love to do some like heavy shit. Um, I don't know. Like I, I'm not really big into like gloom, but like some like real deep fucking gutturals is really hard for me. I haven't really practiced them in a long time either. So yeah, it doesn't help that way either. But um, man, it'd be it'd be fun to get back into the scene. But it is so different down here. You know, it is yeah. it is not the same anymore. Well, everybody and their moms is a fucking you know vocalist nowadays. But like then, going going back to but going back to um you know, getting your own your own sound with it. Um, I feel like with Eddie Hermida, he still brought the Alshaw Parish vocals to mm-hmm. Suicide Silence. It just it didn't mix very well. Yeah, um, no, he's very talented. I I don't mean any disrespect to him at all. He's a great vocalist i just the the vibe or the the sound that they gave off in all shall perish with his vocals hit me in a way that resonated more uniquely yeah to me than what he's doing in suicide silence for sure not to dismark anyone's talents uh they're they're all great talent artists and like i would i would say uh their their music's not even bad it's just like it's hard for me to listen to it and say this is suicide silence right yeah for sure because i don't know it was just a part of like that 
that time period in my life where like I was just getting into metal and if we're talking about like what really influenced me into music or like getting into heavier stuff was um, Suicide Silence, Born of Osiris and uh, Carnifex. Those were the three bands that actually um, <laughs> a girl that I was dating at the time's best friend who's uh, yeah. actually friends with uh, Josh. Josh, I don't remember his last name. God, I'm blanking on it right now. But uh, you're right. You know, you know who he is. We went to school with him. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, I was like, all right, I'm trying to get into metal. You know, tell me what you would recommend if 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 I was like some if you were you know trying to recommend some metal for someone to get into. You know, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I've had way too many shots tonight. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I I get what you're saying. She gave you, me Born of Osiris, Suicide Silence, and Carnifex for sure. Um, and this was we're talking back on their first albums. Like she was recommending me all three of these bands: Love, like, Lies, and Ashes by Carnifex, fucking Broken high- Leg, uh, the fucking. All the, all, you know, all that good shit. Yeah. All, all the good shit. The, the classics. Like, what you think of Mitt, like, the, the prime of Mitch Luker was. It was, that, that's what I think of. And that's what really influenced me, especially, like, getting into my own vocals and everything like that. Um, R.I.P. Detriment, you know? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, right? Um, you still got some of that shit on, to, you guys still got some of that shit on YouTube? Yeah, it's still floating around for sure. Oh, shit. Um, you got to look up. I'm pretty sure it's under Detriment NE for Nebraska. Yeah. Um, but we, if you look up Obelisk, uh, I'm pretty sure we have a video, or at least it wouldn't say it was a music video or anything like that, but it's a <laughs> slideshow with music <laughs> over it. Yeah. Um, um, I'm pretty sure we have a couple of live shows as well. There's a, a buddy, Chris Mack. Um, shout out to that dude. Oh yeah, I know. yeah, we um, all know Chris. And uh, he he's got some live show recording on his YouTube. I'm pretty sure if you look up Detriment in Omaha, Nebraska, it should come up with his channel as well. Was he doing drums or bass in that band? Um, he was doing, I believe, vocals when I took over. He had just stepped down from the band as the vocalist, and I took okay. over. Um, I wasn't he sure. He does do drums now. Yeah, uh, I now believe. I know that now. And then you know he did bass back in Blessed or the Merciless. I know, I know. He's still. I'm pretty sure he still practices vocals. I haven't talked to that dude in a long time, so I really I can't haven't say, either. I really can't say much on his behalf. I hope he I mean, listens to this. But he's a good dude. Um, yeah, for sure. Oh, agreed. But uh, I got some stories about that guy. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to actually have many him on the parties, show. many a parties. Oh, for fucking sure, dude. A lot of parties, a lot of beer pong, a lot of drinking. Dude, a lot of oh, shows. Jesus. A lot of shows, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I missed the old band house. That was uh, some good times. For uh, sure. I know. I got. I got. I got one story. That I'll probably end up closing this uh, out with uh, with uh, your former band Detriment. Okay. And that was when uh, you guys played a show in Iowa. You remember what what town that was? I don't know. I hate this show. If it's you know what one, I'm talking about, you know, you know, you know, you ex- know, it was your first it was show my with the very band. First show, that shit sucks <laughs> yeah. so bad. It they was, wa- it was they all right. Me, they wanted me to cover um, uh, the the Iron Maiden song "Run to the Hills." For what, dude? That, I'm pretty they, sure that they was. Wanted I'm me pretty to sure that was Riggle's that. idea, wasn't it? I the, apparently it was a song that they had covered with their their last vocalist and. 
no disrespect to Iron Maiden, but I didn't grow up listening to them. It's not a nostalgic thing for me. And, no, for sure. And I, I like Iron Maiden, but it's not something that I go out of my way to listen to. And Yeah, I no, did, we all have those bands. I was already overwhelmed coming into the band writing lyrics. My lyrics to songs that they already had produced. I, I mean, I think Chris had his own lyrics to them, but when he left the band they didn't I don't think he gave them the lyrics so I was already trying to put my own lyrics to their music and yeah. then they wanted me to cover a song that I never really got like had the time to to memorize you know the vocals to and like on top of that it's there's a lot of pressure with covers because like a lot of the time it's a very like influential song or something like that yeah. usually which is why you're covering it Dude, if and, you're doing a cover people know it so like if you're doing a cover it's got to be one that the vocalist the front man the guy who's who's going to be the face of the fucking band has to be able to fucking just do and bring I energy i was not ready for it and they were just like just wing it and iron i'm like maiden how cover. do you wing you, iron you don't maiden wing iron people maiden. know the Run lyrics that's the exactly. only fucking lyrics like, I know, bro. Exactly. That's what I'm. That's the only part of the song I know too. And it's like, how do I fluff the rest? And, and so how do I know a, the cue you, for you, the fucking chorus? You go like, from doing like metalcore to fucking doing Iron Maiden. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Exactly. And that's that. Well, that's the problem that I ran into. It was just I. I had already enough pressure. That was probably the worst way or maybe the worst best way to get into a band because I was really fucking embarrassed that night because all these people were like in the front row like looking at oh, me, me like and Jake how like, do you not know Iron Maiden well, I'm just like fuck dude me, me, me and Jake were at that show man and you know we were, we were still sitting there having to get, we were there to support you and you know detriment but I mostly you you, sure. you guys for sure you know and fuck um Back back when before you became vocalist, you know, I I gotten the 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 DM on Facebook from from Riggle. You like, hey, here's a track from a song. You want to try out? I'm like, yeah, oh, I guess I'll try. But like, yeah. I just, like you said, you know, it's so hard to write these lyrics for songs that somebody was, had already made a part of themselves. Yeah, I was, I had some stuff written. Never put it to any music. No, n no instrumental at all. It was yeah, but basically just poetry at that point. Oh, I mean, see, that's all I've got on my phone too. Exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you on that. So it's, it's like I, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to translate that stuff. And when I went to the studio and we made our album, if we're being completely honest right now, yeah, you're good. Go ahead. I played that one show in Iowa, and then I had played maybe two band practices, and I was in the studio recording lyrics. I barely knew these songs. They didn't yeah. even really. They didn't even have the instrumentals recorded in a way that I could listen to them without them having to play them physically. And you so, weren't even a part of the writing process. So yeah, exactly. So, so it wasn't I, a traditional fucking you know I recording. Just, here I am. Here I come subbing, good old Johnny. You know. So here, that's when I went to the the studio, and it was it was cool. Um, uh, Finch. No, not Finch. Uh, God, I, I hate that I don't remember the guy's name. Kovacs? No, no. Um, it was... I don't remember the guy's name. I'm really blanking on it. There was... Uh, 
the guy that did the recording for us was a really good guy, and he did, I think, some pretty decent work. Yeah. Um, and he was super patient, and I think he was very fair on like what he was doing for work and everything like that. Cause, um, I think I did like two, four, or five hour sessions in the studio, and um, all the mixing and editing that he did. Um, the price that he came out with, I think, was actually pretty fair. But it, sure. in the end, but yeah. I- anyway, um, I went in there the first day. Um, literally had enough material for, um, I think, like three songs. I don't remember how many we had in total. I think it was four songs on the on the EP. Um, but I had enough material for three and um, did the best I could, trying to come up with like lyrical positioning on the songs and everything like that while yeah. uh while I'm just kind of winging it on on our studio recording <laughs> um I I feel really bad for the guy that I did the um mixing on it just because it was uh I'm sure it was difficult cuz every track that I did of the song was slightly different so <laughs> Um, yeah, he he did a really good job though. Um, but anyway, the um, the second day, I did not have enough time to to have material for a fourth song, so I just kind of pieced some stuff together. Um, it was like some loose ideas of some stuff that I was just kind of like floating around for like different songs, and I just kind of like threw them together. Um, sometimes tried. that shit flows and sometimes it just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it, I think I'd like to think it worked out fairly well. I don't know. It's, you know, your own opinion. Well, fuck on it. We'll have to go to back it, but, and listen to it for sure. But, uh, um, yeah, that was that was rough, but it was really fun. And honestly, I'd, I'd love to try it again. And I hear my name being called right now. What? So, uh, real quick. So, I'm I'm, I'm going to talk about this, that that specific R.A.P. Show. earbud users. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> that's why I bring my face. I'm adding it back to your podcast. Hey, hey, hey! Bring Jake in here. I need to ask him a question. Oh my god. Oh, here we go. So we're going to talk about that show in Iowa, but I'm really curious. All right, well, whatever. It's a town in Iowa. He has spoken. Well, fu- fucking prick. <laughs> Fuck you, Jake. He's going to listen to it, too. I'm sure he will. Oh, he does. Every time. Uh, fucking, and then he'll fucking send me the Snapchats. Be like, did you really fucking say that? <laughs> yes, I fucking did, you asshole. <laughs> but this will be that clip. <laughs> this will be that clip. <laughs> so, um, that was like 2012. Yeah, probably. It was 2012. Uh, me, Jake, and a dude that I met at my, uh, at the time, girlfriend's uh, college dorm, whatever fucking group, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made friends with this dude, and he's like, I've never been to a metal show before. I'm like, well, come out to this one with me and my buddy Jake. And yeah. we were driving my own car out there. Uh, went to this show. It was a good time. You know, um, fucking Eddie's band played, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't remember the name of that band. What was the name of that band? This is why I asked for Jake to come in here so he could fucking fill in the gaps. Anywho. Uh, so 
couple things about this show that were uh, premonitions of why we actually should not have gone. Okay. So you guys were loading your shit back up into van or truck or whatever the fuck you brought. I think it was Riggle's truck. Yeah. And uh, I remember I was helping load on a fucking amp or something. Then all of a sudden this cinder block falls like fucking inches behind my head. Like some Final Destination shit. Okay, it just it just falls behind my head, lands on the ground. We're like, where the fuck did that come from? Like it was on the wall, it just fell off. What what the fuck ever? Like what the fuck? Um, and the car that I had at the time that we drove to this show, the uh, gas gauge did not work properly. Okay. So I was I was basing my my gas mileage off the miles that I would put on the car. So you know I right. my uh you know my my a trip once I put like. 250 miles on I'd have to okay I need to go fill up I need to go fill up on gas okay well I didn't do that for this trip Uh and I thought I had enough gas to get out there and I was also kind of fucking broke at the time too right so we're leaving this show we're like saying goodnight it's about it's about 11 o'clock and we get stuck on some random ass mile marker my gas runs out we got fucking you're with Jake right I'm with Jake and my buddy uh, Casey and we called Grandpa, didn't you? We call. <laughs> hold on, we didn't call Grandpa right away. Uh-huh. So what had happened she did was call Grandpa. <laughs> we didn't call Grandpa. I don't even know what the fuck we did. We ended up so some. Uh, it was Casey or Jake that we had a fucking like water pipe or pong on us or something. So we ended up hotboxing the car for a good minute. <laughs> Just like well, yeah. Fuck, what are we gonna do, man? Makes sense. <laughs> Logically. So I ended up rolling down the windows to air out the car, and it's cold as fuck. Because I think it was like in we live in a terrible state. Well, I think it was like December or January or some shit like that. I don't remember fully, but it was a cold night. I rolled down the windows and I remember two state troopers had just fucking sped right by us, and I'm honking my horn like, "Please stop! We need help!" Fucking just just flying by. So then we're like, "All right, these fucking pigs ain't gonna help us." So we ended up calling fucking grandpa. Mm -hmm. We gave grandpa the most fucking obtuse like description of where we were at like we're motherfucker was a professional a truck, truck driver right. I mean like that dude lived his life on the road you and could that, tell that dude a mile marker anywhere in the fucking country and he'd probably be like yep I know exactly I'll where right. that's at I'd be I'll there be, I'll, I'll at exactly right. this time <laughs> yeah like, and that's exactly how it was dude uh, fucking he said alright I'll be there in about an hour there so, ain't no street lights out there were there no there was no, none there ain't dude. no light like, no nothing fucking, we saw like some kind of shack in the distance that had like a blue LED light or something on it but fucking uh, so we're sitting there we're hitting our fucking we're hitting our uh, weed device, and uh, fucking grandpa shows up in about an hour, hour and a half later, and uh, he brought out like a fucking you know five gallon fuel can, and he's filling up my car, and it smells it smells really it reeks of fucking weed in and out of my car, right? There's grandpa's no truck's out way there. grandpa never knew. Well, I mean, like it wasn't grandpa that we were worried about. What had happened was, was while he was fueling the car, one of those state troopers that had flown by came back to check on us. Say, hey, make sure you boys are all right. Yes, sir. We're just fine. We're all fucking shit in our pants because we brought that fucking bong into grandpa's truck to take it out of my car. Yeah. 
and fucking oh my god dude like we all shit our fucking pants inside of grandpa's truck like no yep yes sir we're fine like oh what happened you know he's he's lingering he's fucking lingering man fucking lingering mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and fucking right. just sitting there like oh yeah everything all right where you guys where, what were you guys doing in this part of the or this neck of the woods you guys from omaha what are you what are you doing out here like oh we're just here for a concert so sure sir council talkie fucking right dude i mean it was beyond council it was a 45 minute drive out there yeah it was somewhere i don't remember exactly where and, it was it was some small small i would I, I, when, how did when, you even get this when, fucking when gig they, dude? when they told me that the gig was there i was like oh cool we're going down to town where is it and they were like here and i'm like what, what is <laughs> where even is that and Dang! and uh they were, they were like uh, it's like right outside of council bluffs or something like that and i was like okay all right sure whatever whatever we're going on the road i <laughs> guess on, you know right? so it was cool but yeah that's, i mean was, that's got to be like even 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 playing that venue playing that show playing that town it's, it's got to be a little you know humbling like ah, I, my first concert my first gig with this band was an out of town show you know that's that's something yeah. you can hold under your belt yeah, and for and sure, it's that was the that that was another th- a problem that you run into here, and at least the the Omaha scene is oversaturation. A lot of bands that are here, especially that have been established. I mean, there's a lot of favoritism that happens. I feel like all throughout the industry, but it happens definitely here in our local oh, scene for as sure. well. Yeah, and uh, you just find that a lot of the same bands open for any show that come through town and it's oversaturating like to constantly have to see them them play it's like good for them you know support the local i'm not saying anything against them oh for sure i feel like if if you're really trying to take this serious you should really be working towards expanding the horizon of where you want to play live because playing at the same two to three local bars in your town is not expanding like you need to you need to go to neighboring cities that are not that far away i mean if you have to travel 30 minutes to an hour that is not that fucking far and you're reaching a whole different audience you could be touching a whole different crowd in a whole different town and like it's kind of hard to know um I, i mean it definitely helps to network and branch out and talk to people Especially on like a social network setting like Facebook or something like that. Oh, and see, if, Facebook is and Facebook, Facebook is so different for promoting than it was fucking ten years ago. Especially like you know, even over t- ten years ago, we had MySpace, right. which is where we found out about a lot of shows and shit. Fucking, uh, I, I, I get what you're saying too. Like fucking, we saw Bleth how many times before they ended up doing uh, uh, a yeah. t- a national tour with exactly. uh, what's, that, what's that band, Impedious. Divinity or some shit like that. I don't even know. They they did a national tour with this band that and this band is act the band that they toured with is actually still going strong. Yeah. Um. Follow them on Facebook. I'm I'm pretty sure it's a band called Im- Impedious Divinity or something like that. Mm. But uh, no, I get it, man. Bless fucking you know even Blesser the Merciless you know rest in peace to those guys. They played their final show, but like fuck, man, my my first fucking like five concerts in the Omaha scene, even fucking national and local touring acts mm. were opened by that band. It's like, cool. You know, I get it. It's it's great to see see these guys. Oh, they yeah, were I very, know I know that song. They yeah. were very talented, but it was to the point where 
once you hit your peak, man, sometimes they just plateau. Yeah, it was it was definitely to the point where like uh I know I know that feeling of being an artist and creating music and uh you just want to play a show. Like I I loved being up on stage and playing our shows in detriment and um the feeling that you get is is awesome. And it's sometimes not even like i mean we're we were kind of a nobody band you know just a nobody local band kind of thing and uh it wasn't even always about like the crowd even getting into what we were doing on stage but just like that feeling that we were we were doing it we were we yeah were, we were you know trying to do what we were you know practicing for and everything like that and it was all coming to fruition so um yeah it's definitely a, a missed experience um i'm gonna i have uh started buying some equipment to potentially start producing my own stuff for um, sure um we'll have to see how that goes but I mean, go ahead and self-promote, man. That's what this is all about, you know. Whatever, you, whatever you're doing. I don't, I don't have any. What are you planning? Well, what are you planning on doing? Uh, gosh, I don't even really know yet. Um, the the really the intent right now is because I have no musicians. Um, as far as instruments that are gonna, you know, yeah. be in a in whatever I create, it's probably just gonna be. Um, I'm gonna try and find um other I guess creators that have tracks created and right and maybe just lay vocals to them if i buy rights to the song or something like that kind of like what i was talking to you about you know a few months ago with uh, dark cabin studios i was actually doing that yeah um buying buying the rights to the songs you know and on on the cheap too um do you plan on like engineering music too like you know just taking other bands musics mixing mastering engineering um, them helping them out with that i i would i have heavily considered getting into uh, music production um i'm really big into like a hobby of mine is um working on computers and stuff like that so i'm very uh fluent with parts and how to put a computer together and everything like that so um the right next... now i have a a very expensive computer um that i've built over time and yeah. um it's definitely at the point where I could definitely do some producing on it. I just need the software. So I'm working towards that. Um, once I get that uh, figured out, then I'll um, try and get some EQ, fi EQ figured out for the mic and hopefully try and find something to lay vocals over. Yeah. Um, it's been a minute since I've really written anything solid to, to go towards some lyrics and a lot of the stuff that I have written down throughout the years just as an idea i've poorly kept in track through all the moves that i've had and everything like that so oh, dude i mean life can get in the way man i understand that i don't know for sure. where any of those lyrics have gone anymore at shit. this point so fucking i'll just write some fresh shit though which is probably yeah. just a good idea anyway because uh the last time i wrote lyrics you know everyone evolves different person now you know right dude half the lyrics that i've written are somewhere in a notebook in this fucking very house mm. that we're sitting in dude so like yeah. i i i get that too like i've fucking written lyrics for songs 
on old, just old cell phones that are sitting in my, the back of my closet, just fucking collecting dust and whatnot. It's like, well, you know, I'd like to go back and uh, read what I writ fucking five years ago and uh, see if that kind of shit still holds up today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking, um, all right, well, we're going to close this out, man, because we only got a few minutes left of this uh, this podcast. I, I, I'm really glad you decided to hop on here tonight, man. I do appreciate it very sure, it was much. A good time. So, um, fuck, what did we talk about tonight? We talked about fucking doing drugs, fucking uh, property, I guess. Property, fishing, like, wow, we went all over the place, man. I'm yeah. very, that's, that's actually really, that's actually really good. Fucking wow! Went from fucking fishing to crime right spectrum. <laughs> right, yeah, dude. For sure. For sure. We did a lot of drinking too tonight, man. Fucking me and Kathy killed that whole ass bottle of fucking Crown. Yeah, speaking of which, there's probably another one waiting for us it out most there. Most definitely is. So, uh, uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. This is uh, this is Jesby podcast. Hey, real quick before I go, uh, sorry for the delay on uh, getting episodes out, man. I'm doing this as on my own as I can when I can. Fucking. Uh, I just don't have the fucking time, you know, half the time, bro. You know, I'm working fucking full-time job, and then it's like, I want to get these episodes out, and then I don't, you know. And then it's like, oh, I want to, you know, keep Facebook up to date. Well, it's like, well, fuck, got to go post on Facebook. I don't even like posting on my own Facebook, man. Right. You know, fuck Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. Facebook didn't have a marketplace. I probably wouldn't have my own, honestly. Dude, well, it's, see, (laughs) I use use Facebook like I use MySpace. I was just looking to see what new music's coming out soon. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing these episodes as I can, when I can. Thanks everybody for listening. Those who listen, I think I have, I'm up to like fucking, uh, 15 or 20 listeners a month now. It's great. You know, like, all right, slowly building up there. We're getting there. Congrats. I just need more likes on Facebook. Honestly, honestly, man, I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) There you go, man. All right, everybody. Good uh, talking to y'all. Yeah, for sure. Talking Thanks. at y'all. Talking at y'all. Y'all just <laughs> listening. Fuck off. <laughs> All right. No, seriously, fuck off. <laughs>